It was a Sunday game, kind of getting chippy back and forth. Dude, you're throwing pretty hard today. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel good. No, like, you're throwing really hard, like, like hit 105. And I was like, I thought you were joking with me. I was like, yeah, good one, man, whatever. Freshman year tryouts, hopping at 65, I think. Yeah, in Tennessee, and they were like, yeah, it's a down year for gear. We got like a duffel bag full of stuff. And I was like, yeah. how is this a down year? What is it up here? Going through middle school and high school, I was like, I just want to make the team. I, I did have those big long-term goals, but I tried to stay more day by day, pitch by pitch. For someone day. who's like 16, 17 years old, what do you think is your best advice, as simply as you can put a game velocity in their order? Yeah, I think for me, it's... How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, so why don't you, like, just, let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your background for people who don't really know. Yeah, so I'm born in Knoxville, Tennessee, have an identical twin. Uh, he's playing in Tennessee right now. Um, so growing up, we kind of played every sport, um, just tried everything out, fell in love with baseball, probably age of three. Um, just kind of stuck with that. We were always really undersized, um, especially middle, middle and high school. We were one of the smaller kids in our class. Uh, so went through Farragut Middle and High School. It's a pretty big baseball program in Tennessee. Um, didn't really have many offers um, out of high school. So we ended up at a junior college, uh, Walter State Community College. Um, and we had a pretty big growth spurt, uh, about eight inches in a year. Um, so that was kind of when we saw a big velo jump. And um, then after two years there, committed to Tennessee. Uh, played there for two years, which was awesome because we were lifelong Tennessee fans. So it was cool to, to end up there. And then um, got drafted this past year by the Angels in the third round. So you guys hit the growth spur like the same time. Yeah, it was weird. We like we would always be like I'd be taller than him by like an inch, and then he'd be catch up. And but it was always pretty much the exact same. Uh, we'd hit the growth spurt and gain weight and everything at the same time. That's actually kind of cool. You always have a throwing partner. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was always uh, me and him trying to blow each other up with so you could throw harder, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, always have someone to compete with, which was awesome. Is your family pretty athletic, like you have an athletic background? Yeah, um, my dad, uh, they're from, my parents are from Pittsburgh, so he's a big hockey guy, uh, which I never, I never really got into hockey, but I always loved watching it. And he's big golf, um, played baseball, football, kind of everything growing up. So yeah, they're a pretty, pretty athletic family. And then you get this question all the time, but the velo transformation, yeah. right, from like, what was it from like eighth grade on, if you remember? Because you said you hit that spike. So what were you like in middle school then from there? Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how hard I threw in middle school, but it was not very hard. I know my freshman year tryouts, which I guess was right after eighth grade, I was topping at 65, I think. Whoa. So, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just made the team just because we were always there working out. And he was like, I'm sure they'll eventually gain a little bit there. But <laughs> I had a bunch of growth plate issues in high school, um, elbow, shoulder, so I couldn't throw as much. Um, my sophomore year, I probably threw like mid seventies, um, junior year, like low eighties, touching 85. And then I hit it. That's when I hit a little growth spread there. Uh, going into my senior year, I threw, I want to say like 90, my senior year. And then the summer after I hit 95. So it kind of slowly came up throughout high school. Would you consider yourself a good athlete or were you a good athlete or did it happen from that growth spurt? I think it happened from that growth spurt. We were always pretty good athletes, but, uh, I was never like anything crazy. Like I was kind of one of those kids that was just kind of like average, like middle of the pack athletically. And then that growth spurt was really when I saw a big jump in everything. That's so, and then did your brother get the velo jump at the same time? And did it, was there a big difference then? Or were you still pretty neck and neck? Yeah, we were neck and neck. I think we were both low to mid nineties going into Walter State. And then, uh, so he pitched his freshman year and ended up having to get Tommy John his sophomore year. So he didn't throw that year. And that was kind of when I saw that extra jump up to like 100, 101. So he, I guess that's when I kind of went up a little bit. And then so he came back from Tommy John. He's he's like up to 98 or 99 now. So he's 
He's throwing hard too. When was the first time, if you remember, that you hit a hundred? It was uh, my sophomore year, my second year at Walter State, uh, in a scrimmage in the winter. Uh, it was like January, right before the season. Um, I remember I was throwing, and I saw my coach. We'd always have a guy with a radar gun, like a Ju the JUCO, like old radar gun. Um, and then my coach came back. I saw him bring his phone out and video it. I was like, that's weird. I've never seen him do that before. And um, he just sent me a video after, and the kid was like, I threw it, and 100 popped up. And the kid was like, oh, my gosh, 100. So that was, that was the first time I had So were you, like, high 90s at that point? But you never hit Yeah, because that was – so my freshman year at Walter State, I didn't pitch at all. I had another growth plate issue thing. Um, I just had to wait for those growth plates to close. It was kind of the end of my growth spurt. Um, and then so the scrimmages leading up to that, I was, like, mid-90s, touching 98. And 99, and then I finally hit 100 after that. Dude, that's so cool. And then obviously 105 from there. So what? Well, I'll step back a little bit. So what do you think really got you from like 90 to 95? And then we can talk about other, but I feel like that's even crazy. But 90 to 95, what was the biggest thing you think got you? I think for me, well, I always took nutrition and working out super seriously, but I think I finally started to see those results as I grew into my body a little bit. Um, so, I mean, we, we started working out in sixth grade, like every day we'd come in, Friday nights, like we'd miss football games. Me and my brother would just go work out. Saturday mornings, we'd get up at seven. And when we couldn't drive, we'd make my parents take us to the field and work out. So it was always trying to get stronger and get that edge. And I think that's when we really kind of saw it pay off was um, just growing into our bodies and, and finally gaining that strength. Do you have like a mentor or like a pitching coach growing up? We were kind of winging it. I mean, our, our high school coach was really good at developing pitchers and just developing athletes in general. Uh, we we went to uh, Luke Hochaver. He played. He pitched for the Royals. Uh, his dad is in Knoxville. He does pitching lessons. Growing up, we'd go to him. Um, that was kind of more like a middle school thing, just kind of learning how to pitch. Uh, but other than that, it was kind of just we were looking up videos and trying to find workouts, like crazy workouts that people were doing to try to get stronger, throw harder, all that stuff. So it was kind of just winging it and trying to find our own way into it. So I remember watching your trad interview with Ben, and obviously Ben is like a genius when it comes to pitching and stuff like that. He understands mechanics and then transformation that view of transformation way more than I do, like from the biomechanical uh, level. But like for someone who's like 16, 17 years old, what do you think is your best advice to like just as simply as you can put it, gain velocity and throw harder? Yeah, I think for me, it's you just have to realize there's not a one one stop fix all thing. You got to keep putting in the work every day and it's just not on the field, not only working out, which you got to take that super seriously, but I think the off the field stuff like sleep, nutrition, um, just priming your body for what it, the nutrition and recovery that it needs to be able to do that day in and day out. And I think for me, the biggest thing I saw was just trying to throw hard every day, um, just playing catch. I mean, in high school, you're playing 36, 40 games a year. It's not anything crazy. So I don't see any reason why you can't just let it let it rip every day. And that's how I learned to throw hard was just throwing hard. So I think that's what I would say. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. So, and then flash or flash forward a little bit. So you're at Tennessee. What was that like when you first got like the offer from Tennessee and you're like, oh, I'm going to be in Beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was a dream come true. I mean, I, I grew up going to Tennessee baseball camps and Tennessee football games. And I lived 15, 20 minutes from campus. So I was always over there. Um, and then seeing Coach Vitello come there and change the program was, was really cool to see. And I just fell in love with the coaching staff the atmosphere just everything they were building there so that was that was a dream come true to see that how many years were you were you there uh two years two years yeah. so what was the difference you think from year one to year two because year two was obviously that yeah. was historic so what do you think you saw well year one for me I, so our first inter squad actually was october of my so what about my, my junior year of college uh, i tore my ucl oh, right. so i had to get tommy john i didn't pitch 
for a year. I think my first outing after that was August of my senior year. That five month period when I was just training with our strength coach and our um, athletic trainer, just trying to build that back up, I think was when I saw like a big shift mentally and physically for to go out and what happened last year was what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and then what was it like when the season kind of started and your name started like picking up some traction and probably all the dudes at, at Tennessee were like, oh, we know like Ben's going to make some noise, but the, once the public knew, like what was it kind of seeing like the progression of the year, how you started to pick up, you know, momentum? What, what was that kind of from like even on social media? What was that like from, from your perspective? Well, it was crazy. I was actually telling someone the other day, I think before the season, like I wasn't really big on Instagram. I had like, 1,500 followers like I just post every now and then like something funny <laughs> um and then just all I threw that one my first game I think I hit 103.5 or something I think I got like 20,000 followers in one two days or three days yeah and it was like this is just too much I had to turn off all <laughs> my notifications and everything but it, it was pretty cool to like Andrew McCutcheon tweeted at me like people I looked up to I, I was a Pirates fan growing up mm -hmm. so people I looked up to my whole life tweeting at me and Noticing that stuff was pretty crazy. Yeah. Were you someone who always had, like, big visions of playing in the MLB, or were you just kind of, like, taking it a day at a time? I feel like some people are, like, they write down their goals, they have, like, you know, long-term out outlook, or were you just, like, day by day, or do you have more of a long-term? I think for me it was more day by day. Like, obviously, I mean, if you asked me when I was five, I was like, I want to play in the MLB. Right. But I think going through middle school and high school, I was like, I just want to make the team. I want to, like, get better. I want to play more, all this stuff. I want to be stay healthy all that stuff so I think it started being more of a day by day like I just want to get better every day I want to throw harder like all this all that so um I did have those big long-term goals but I tried to stay more day by day pitch by pitch kind of yeah what's kind of your like daily routine look like at this point in, in your career like in the off season when you do or I guess it's season now but what yeah. are you doing in the off season versus in season yeah the, the off season I would I mean wake up around seven thirty-eight. I would try to eat a big breakfast I'm trying to gain a little weight in the off season i think i gained like five pounds right, right at like 232 ish what i ended at um so try to eat a big breakfast go in and train um a lot of mobility is, has been big for me um i got a huge mobility routine that i started doing every day okay um so that was probably about 45 minutes to an hour throw uh work on my off speed that was a big thing this off season as well um try to develop a harder slider mm -hmm. um so I would do that, and then I'd work out for an hour and a half, two hours, um, and then after that was just all recovery for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but I kind of got in that good routine, and then now that I'm I'm here at spring training, it's show up to the field seven seven thirty, eat breakfast, go through my mobility routine, and then kind of just the same thing I've been doing in the off season, and then every few days I'll throw in a game. So yeah. it, was, it was good to develop that routine this off season. Yeah. Speaking of velo, you throw pretty hard, right? So what, what was it like the first time you hit like one Oh five, that was like the one that really made some noise. So what was that like for you? Well, that, so that game, it was a, it was a Sunday game. The series was one, one against Auburn. It's kind of getting chippy back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we were, we were winning three to one when I came in, I was like, just trying to close out the game, but I was juiced up. Like mm -hmm. the crowd was getting into it. Um, and I just remember there were some pitches I threw where I could tell the crowd was kind of like, oh, like, yeah. and you could hear it like building up. Um, I didn't know until, I, so it was the bottom of the eighth we were hitting and I was in the dugout just like I had like a towel like sitting on the thing. And Jerry Dickey comes up to me. He was like, dude, you're throwing pretty hard today. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel good. It's warm out. You know, what? I don't know. I can't ask for much more. And he was like, no, like you're throwing really hard. Like you like hit 105. And I was like, I thought he was joking me. I was like, yeah, good one, man, whatever. 
And then he's like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, oh, dude, that's great. Yeah. Did you, you just light up? Like, was that insane? Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, I think I I did it like a few more times, like once at Mississippi State or something. Yeah. Um, but just that, that first time was crazy. It kind of was a surreal feeling for sure. Yeah. Did you, are there some pitches where you just let, let it eat and you're just like, oh, it just feels different? Like, yeah. do your, does your body, do you feel your body sequence better or is it just like, I don't know, does this just happen? Yeah. I'd say it's like sequencing. Like, I can tell when everything's timed up. Mm-hmm. Like, the arm swing, everything where my foot strike and all that, I can just tell when it when it feels right and then it just comes out. Yeah, it it just feels hard. Yeah. What's your slider at right now? What are you even working? Uh, like ninety one to ninety four, and then I'm throwing a sweeper at like low eighties. Okay. So yeah, is it it's like a bullet slider you're working? Yeah. Is that the one you're working on trying to gain velocity on that? Yeah, because in college I just threw a fastball and then the sweeper. So right. It's a huge difference. And when I got to pro ball, people were just automatic taking the. The sweeper so i wanted something kind of in between there okay yeah. and then what's your pitch mix look like right now yeah so it's forcing fastball um cutter slider like harder slider then sweeper and occasionally i'll throw a splitter but it's mostly just those first three so what are the metrics on do you like look at track man data a lot and stuff a little bit yeah, yeah what are the metrics on your if you know on the top of your head like what yeah you- i'm not like exactly sure about the fastball because really all i've been focusing on is that cutter right but the, i mean the other day i was throwing some at like 93 with like one and eight okay like yeah. one one vertical and eight horizontal so it's still like more of a true slider yeah um and then the sweepers gotten up to like 24 horizontal wow that's more cool. of just like a try to land it for a strike yeah bitch. Yeah. yeah all right i have some questions that i had people on instagram and yeah. i still start going to those ones i got so many yeah. and like obviously a lot of them were like how do you throw harder but <laughs> we'll, we'll, i'll try to find ones that are more I don't know, a little deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, someone asked, so I guess, you know, I guess you already t- talked about that. How fast could you throw at 15, which is you, like 70, yeah, right? Yeah, like probably 70. That's crazy. Yeah. You threw 70 at 15 and 104. So that's just like word, word to people who are like listening or maybe like down on themselves. They're like, oh man, I, all the people on my team throw 80, yeah. but I throw 70. Like it can happen. I mean, that was me. I was like, yeah. everyone's throwing hard and I'm like, what, why am I not throwing hard? But yeah. then it just kept working and, and it came eventually yeah do you think that you have like a different mindset than most people like do you just work 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 like did you ever get down on yourself for not being the kid who threw super hard no i mean I, I think for me it was like you said it was just work 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 like i was always trying to if i threw bad i was in the weight room if i threw good i was in the weight room it was like i was just trying to get better every day and trying to i mean i, I thought eventually it would come if i just kept doing that and yeah and it did and that's so cool to see your brother too like yeah. he's doing the same i remember you guys started that um the program right yeah the yeah joyce fuel Co- company yeah. yeah so what what was what was your kind of uh, thought process was that so we, i mean obviously when when it kind of blew up with the 105 i was getting dms and all this stuff like how do you throw hard and i was like yeah. why don't i just show people what i do like make a workout program and see how it goes so my brother kind of did most of it for me like yeah. he's, he knew how to do all the website and stuff like that um so we just set it up and kind of saw how it it took off and it, it was pretty cool. It must have crushed, right? Like, yeah, it, it did pretty well, especially at first, like when I was at Tennessee, just like in season, like still throwing hard. That's when I was getting all the questions, like how do you throw hard, like all this stuff. Yeah, I was trying to think. What's like the the main, like without giving it away of the program, what's like the philosophy behind it? Is it just like lift heavy weight and throw every day or was it deeper than that? It's uh, it's it's lift heavy weight, but like also moving quick too. Like there, there's like a sprinting program, cool stuff like that because for me, I think that's when I saw the biggest jump is when I was not only getting stronger, but getting faster mm-hmm. and like more athletic in general. 
that's when I saw the, the biggest jump for me. So it's kind of a, a mix of like a big like compound lift, like a like a deadlift and a squat with like all the accessories with it. I don't even know. What do you think gets you to like 106 miles an hour, 107? Like, what do you think you have to do if you could even, you know, do control yourself? What do you think you have to do to get to that? I think for me, just continuing, just throwing off the mallet, like getting that sequencing, like getting my body, just any little bit I can get. Um, just in my sequencing and delivery, just, I think that's what I'll see a little bit. I think for me, like, especially right now, like I can't really get like stronger in season like that. Like I can't just try to deadlift 500 pounds every day, 600 pounds. Right. Like, I'm, I think for me, it's just getting that sequencing and just keep moving fast down the mouth. Yeah. Maybe I'll see it. I think you will. I think that, I mean, it's trending that way. So that's good. Yeah. All right. I'll go find some, Oh, arm care. What is your arm care routine? That's, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so after I throw, I don't really like to do too heavy the day that I throw. Mm. I started getting, I mean, obviously I know this isn't available to everyone, but there's the blood flow restriction um, on the arms just so I can do a little more the day that I throw. But for me, um, I think a big arm care, it's not really arm care, but I like lifting after I throw, just kind of flush everything out and um, get blood blood flow to everything in my body. So I'll lift the day after, or the day of, and then the day after I'll hit a big like rotator cuffs. Like I'm big with the, just a little five pound weights, like holding it. Right. Um, a lot of holes with the bands. I'm just trying to strengthen the back of my shoulder, stretch my lats a lot, uh-huh. uh, hang from bars, something yeah. like that. So where'd you get, do you do follow like is a javelin anatomy or like where'd you get your mobility program from or like the philosophy from? Honestly, just a bunch of random videos, just trying to like compile what felt good for me. Um, I just tried a bunch of different things. So like from YouTube or just? Yeah, yeah. YouTube, Twitter, like, um, when when Bauer started doing his stuff, yeah. like stuff like that, just like random videos like that, mm-hmm. like I'd be like, oh, that I'll try that and see how it feels. Yeah, and like if it makes my body feel good, I'll keep it. And yeah. if I don't really feel anything, then I'll just move on to the next thing. That's a good philosophy. Yeah, that's good because then you really learn your body, so that's cool. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, what was your best moment at Tennessee? Uh, I think for me, it's probably the SEC championship. Yeah, it was there the whole SEC tournament was fun. I mean, we kept getting rained out, and yeah. and then we finally played it like. 11 o'clock at night one night beat vandy so that was a, that was a good one yeah all the regional super regional atmospheres like i know the super regional didn't end the way we wanted to but the atmosphere was like you can't ask for anything better than that it was it was awesome um throwing 105 against auburn was was pretty yeah. awesome that was probably something i'll never forget for the rest of my life what do you sure. think makes like playing in the sec so different like because it, it's just it's just a different level of baseball what do you from your perspective what is it yeah i just think the lineups one through nine like you're not really going to get a break yeah um especially as a pitcher like everyone one through nine can do damage i mean our team last year like our whoever was in the nine spot like you knew they could get on base like seven spot eight spot they were all getting on base and it didn't really matter who it was that day if the lineup changed it's just the depth and the just how good the whole lineup is is it's a lot different than any other does that just come from like better recruiting or do you think it's like just more the population down south like Mm -hmm. favors baseball more i don't know yeah i think it's kind of a mix of both because obviously the people in down like baseball down south is amazing like you're you're gonna find good kids in tennessee georgia florida texas mm. and then if if they're in if they're somewhere else they're gonna get recruited to play in the sec so yeah i think either way they're gonna end up in the, in the sec or acc anyway yeah so you're you grew up a tennessee fan right yeah so what was it like seeing the progression of that program to now like literally being top five top one program in the country like what was that seeing as you grew up well it was it was crazy because we would go to games even like a sec series a weekend like Sunday game, one one series, and there'd be two hundred people in the stands. Crazy. I was like seven years old, like just happy to be there. Um, and then just 
throughout middle school and high school kind of slowly built up a little bit, especially towards the end of my, my high school. Uh, it really built up and then coach Vitello got there and that's when it really kind of blew up. And mm. it, it was really cool to see just cause obviously being a Tennessee fan, you don't want any of the sports to be known as like bottom of the SEC or anything like yeah. that. And, and then they really turned it around and right now it's, who wouldn't want to play for Vitello at Tennessee? Right, and it's cool seeing the football program going back up ba- basketball. Like every every once, I think one sport starts dominating, it seems like kind of lifts the spirit of yeah. every sport on the campus. Yeah, yeah I agree. And that, the new athletic director is awesome. He's just all the sports are kind of coming together. We all have the the same cafeteria now, and you just like see the football players and basketball players. You get to know all of them, and mm-hmm. just a good atmosphere to be in. Built a good culture. I yeah. feel like that's the biggest thing yeah. in college sports. But hey, I'll keep going. There's so many of these. I'll just try to go through the big ones. Oh yeah, what was so? What was your decision like going playing JUCO and going the yeah. JUCO route? That's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I had like a few D two schools offer me from around Knoxville, and um, like I said, I didn't really pitch much in high school, so it was kind of more like JUCOs and D twos, mm-hmm. and I I felt like. I was hitting a growth spurt. Like, I felt like I, I was obviously growing a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, if I just get those two years to really develop and grow into my body, like, who knows what could happen. And just, I knew, like, I would obviously keep my work ethic there and uh, just try to see what could happen. I heard good stories about everyone going to junior colleges and yeah. ended up at four-year school. So it was kind of like, just use those two years to develop as much as I can and see where it ends up. So you think JUCO, for someone at a high school, what do you think, when do you think JUCO is a good decision for them? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you want to play, like you can go to a D1 and sit out for a year or whatever. I mean, obviously some people go in and play right away, but if you're like at the point where it's like you got D2 or D3s and JUCOs, like there's nothing wrong with going to JUCO for two years and taking those two years to develop. And then either way, you can go to that division two that you want to go to, or if you develop it like the way you want to, then end up at a division one like Tennessee. Yeah. And then people talk about like the, the JUCO grind and how much different it is. And you obviously went from JUCO to Tennessee. So it's probably a big difference. What was the biggest difference you saw just from a day to day from JUCO to power five? I mean, I think for me, just one thing that sticks out is I know we, we got like a practice, practice Jersey shorts. We had to buy our team cleats <laughs> and that's about all we got. Like we got a, a backpack. We had to give it back at the end of the year. Really? That's so funny. Yeah. And then uh, we got to Tennessee and they were like, yeah, it's a down year for gear because of COVID. We got like a duffel bag full of stuff. And I was like, yeah. how is this a down year? What is it up year? Like, yeah, right? But just stuff like that, like you're always getting food. Always, There's always someone like there if you need to talk to someone, if you need to see a trainer, if you want to like get an extra workout in, there's always going to be someone there. Yeah. At, at JUCO, it's kind of more like what you want to get out of it. Like if you want to get an extra workout, you got to get a membership at a gym right. somewhere and stuff like that. Do you think that – mindset kind of instilled like uh, more of a grind grinders mentality when you got to like sec power five yeah yeah for sure i mean i think just like i said we had to get a membership at a gym and go at like 11 at night and i think that just kind of doing that for those two years really just made me want to keep keep grinding because i saw the results there and i was like well if i keep this up like who knows what could happen yeah so yeah i think it really instilled that in me that's awesome oh yeah how much do you give importance to mobility that's a good one so you said your mobility reason is super important so what do you think where'd you kind of get that idea from i think um so going into my junior year in college at tennessee i had the tommy john right and it was really one big reason was like i had no internal rotation in my shoulder Mm. just getting so tight because i was just focusing on working out like getting stronger i wasn't really like thinking about how if I tightened up, like how that would affect everything. And then, so that kind of was like, all right, I need to put as much into mobility as I do into all the other stuff. So that's when I was really like 
looking for routines and and what made my body feel better and and so that that was when I kind of realized mobility was almost as important if not more important than the lifting and everything else right so uh what are your lifting metrics right now like do you do do you do the stand like bench squat deadlift yeah. or are you a little more like pitcher lifting I, I still like to do like bench and, and deadlift and squat I think for squat like I usually don't like one rep max usually like more like three reps but I, I probably do like six fifty five for three something yeah. like um bench I, at walters i was bigger in the barbell bench i get like i think i got 315 for two at damn uh walters that was when i was like just and that's not you're yeah. well you six five yeah against like harder <laughs> yeah that's crazy. but now it's more just dumbbell bench like i'm trying to stay yeah, yeah, yeah. the barbell bench and squat i don't i don't know really just because at tennessee we did front squat but after i got tommy john i kind of do belt squat oh, okay. up, so yeah yeah but i mean all all my I got a lot stronger uh, at Walter State. That's when I was really lifting heavy. So now it's kind of a mix of all lift heavy and then kind of just be more explosive. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the questions we're asking about TJ because I'm sure a ton of kids are going through Tommy John. It's getting more and more popular. Did you ever get like down on yourself when you had TJ or just like thought it would never end? And if so, how did you kind of like overcome those mental barriers? Yeah. I mean, I definitely did. It was one of those things like I felt like I worked all my life to get to Tennessee and then literally the first inner squad it was taken away and um yeah the especially the first two to three months when you really can't do anything I couldn't lift I couldn't uh I mean obviously I tried to sneak out and do like leg press right, right. But, um yeah I wasn't really supposed to do any of that and uh, it, I mean it was tough like just showing up to practice every day watching everyone go out there and pitch and like enjoy being on the team it just kind of makes you feel like you're on your own island by yourself and but once once you just learn that it's gonna it's gonna get better and you're gonna get through it and the only thing you can really do is just try to get as much out of it as as you can so Mm -hmm. I think for me it was it was definitely tough but it I learned a lot and makes you appreciate every time you get to go out there and pitch even more that's a big thing I think is like getting sidelined for that long it really makes you want to get back in the game and then when you're in the game you cherish it more yeah, I feel like sure. you would without it that's something I noticed back you know when I would get hurt but oh yeah a lot of people are asking about like the recruiting process we sort of talked about that with with Juco but what is your take on like the, I mean I guess we kind of know but just to put in different words on the d1 or bust like mindset what's your kind of like take on that yeah I'm, I mean my idea is like if you can go somewhere and pitch it doesn't really matter what level it's at because I mean there's there's guys I'm playing with now and in, in spring training that went to d2s and d3s and the kid the locker right next to me he was like the 1102nd pick in the draft wow. out of a d2 and he'll probably debut this year so it's like if you can go somewhere and play and develop I think that's more important than just saying like oh I went to a d1 and didn't play yeah you know? but i agree yeah because yeah. development's everything right because we're seeing it more now cool it's what's cool with social media because if you you can post your highlights online and you can get pick up traction that way yeah. i feel like that has emerged a whole like you tampa for example is one of the top d2 programs mm-hmm. in the country and guys are getting seen more and more and getting drafted out of there which i think yeah. is super cool to see yeah and i mean I, I feel like you can't really develop unless you're actually playing like right you can do all the practice stuff but the game situation is just so much different and mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have good competition at any level, so I don't. There's nothing wrong with going to a D2 or a D3 and or a JUCO and playing and developing and getting those game situations. Yeah. All right. Just I have a few more questions to wrap it up. What, do you ever think about like long term? I know your career just started, but like long term, if you could look back in your career, what would success kind of mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, I, I want to just stick in the major leagues as long as I can. I want to. I mean, I have big dreams. Like I want to get rookie of the year, like all the like reliever of the year, all that stuff, but. 
for me, it's like just knowing I went out there and, and gave it everything. And, and every day I just came in and, and tried to get better every day, whether it's a good outing or a bad outing, get what I can from it and just keep getting better and make an impact on people off the field too. I think for me, that's almost more important. Yeah. And cool. So I got one more. So we have so many kids who are like 15, 16, 17. That's kind of the reason I started this podcast was because like I was thinking, what would my 15 year old self like playing baseball, trying to develop what I want to see in here? So what's your biggest advice to like a 16 year old version of yourself? Like, what would you say? Yeah. I mean, I think for me at, at 16, I, it was almost overwhelming, like seeing all these people getting recruited and, and all that. But I think you got to love the game. You got to enjoy what you're doing and just try to make the most, most of every day and the results will come. I think if you put all your attention to the results, you kind of, it takes away from the whole process. And that should be the, the most important part is, is the process of getting better every day and, and waking up, going to the field and like building that camaraderie with teammates. I think if you're just focused on, oh, I pitched good or I pitched bad, like you're missing out on so much more. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Bye.